Welcome to the Next Level Leaders Podcast with me, Dr. Joseph Walker. This podcast is designed to offer strategies in moving vision to reality. Leaders can expect to be mentored, inspired, and challenged to succeed at the next level. So prepare to be exposed, empowered, and equipped for excellence. Thank you for connecting and allowing this space to become an opportunity for growth and collaborative learning. Now, let's go on this journey together and spark the change we wish to see in ourselves, our teams, and the world. Hi, this is Dr. Joseph Walker, and you're tuned in to Next Level Leader Podcast. I'm so incredibly excited to have you connected on today. Why? Because this is a day where you're going to be empowered, exposed, some of the greatest thoughts that I believe will be a blessing to you as a leader. I'm very passionate about leadership, and it's something that I've been sharing for some time now, and I hope that this has been a tremendous blessing to you. I want to encourage you today to share this podcast with as many people as you can. It blesses us when you do that because we really want people around the world to know that leadership matters. If you don't think leadership matters, my goodness, look at what's happening in the world today. Leadership matters, and your leadership must now come to the forefront. Be effective. It must be relevant, innovative, creative, courageous. There's a variety of things that you have to do in this season if you're going to be effective. And so what I want to do is sharpen you. Iron sharpens iron. I'd love for you to share this podcast with as many folks as you can. We're trying to reach over a million people and you can help us do that. And we are trending in that direction. Hundreds of thousands of you right now are listening in every week. If this is a blessing to you, would you please help me share this platform with as many people as we can? I want to appreciate you and thank you so much just for your support. Also, I'd love for you to follow me at Joseph Walker 3 on Instagram. It mean a lot if you did. I definitely want you to do that and watch how we can connect, even at josephwalker3.org. Many of you have been inviting me to come in to speak, maybe on a Zoom or in your organization in person. Whatever the case is, josephwalker3.org, we can do that and make it happen. I just want to inspire leaders and inspire your team. We'll be developing something very soon, top of the year. It will help you for mentorship, those of you that have been asking for that, helping you one-on-one with your organization, your church. We're going to be providing that for you, and you can sign up for six months or a year. It's just going to be powerful. So I really want you to take advantage. These slots are going to go quick. I mean, really quick. So I hope that you will take advantage of it, and I promise you it's going to be a blessing. Today I want to talk about an acronym, and the acronym is D-P-O. Now, I want to tell you where that comes from. It comes from something that I discovered while in high school. I had the privilege of going to a high school in Shreveport, Louisiana, and it was called the Fair Park High School. We had a marching band, and I was drum major in the band, and we had this acronym as a model that I have used this acronym even as personal development and professional development in terms of bringing vision to fruition. And I want to share with you because I believe that these three words, and boy, we're going to talk about each one of them, can really push you, (laughs) and I mean it, push you toward greatness. If you can master these three areas of your life, man, let me tell you something, your business, your ministry, whatever it is that you are stewarding, leading, I promise you, 
these are the areas that'll be a blessing to your life. DPO stands for discipline, pride, and organization. Let's talk about those three things. They seem very simple, right? But they're a little bit more complicated, and I want to help you work through that. First is I want to talk about discipline. Oh boy, you know, you know, if you've been listening to this podcast, you know how incredibly important it is. If you're going to be effective financially, you're going to be effective in the manifestation of your vision coming from ideation to manifestation. If you're going to stay the course, if you're going to keep good character, if you're going to make certain that the quality of the work that you present is of excellence, it will require discipline. Do you realize that there's so many people who are undisciplined but yet desire results? Listen, I want you to understand something. (laughs) Discipline, man, is about intentionality. You have to intend to be disciplined. You have to submit yourself to a process in order that you can literally war against, rebel against anything that's (laughs) going in a different direction than your vision. You see, every day you wake up, there's this war going on, right? To be lazy or to be focused. That's a discipline issue. To work out or to not, that's a discipline issue. To have the chocolate cake or the fruit, that's a discipline issue. To go to work early, put in the work and work hard and pull the team together or to just let things just miraculously materialize, it becomes a discipline issue. So many leaders falter in this area because discipline puts a demand on us. Discipline stretches us. You see, the thing about being stretched you have to understand this, is that it is always painful at the beginning, but pays huge dividends at the end. Because when you are being stretched, hear me well, discipline does that. It stretches you beyond all of your apathy, your natural proclivities, and it pushes you toward the goal and says, we're going to do this in spite of how we feel, in spite of what has occurred. We are so disciplined. We are routined in this. Let me tell you what occurs. You prevent injury. Just like the basketball court, tennis court, an athlete stretches, football field, they're doing it to prevent injury, allowing themselves to have more strength and more flexibility. This is why it is important for you to see how discipline works in your life. Allow yourself to be stretched so you don't bring injury to your organization. See, discipline has a lot to do also with how you manage time. The reason why so many people are undisciplined because your time gets away. Are you that person that looks up and you're like, man, where does time go? It's because you don't have a plan or a strategy on how to manage time. So time manages you. You find yourself always in a hurry and always like, man, I got to get this going. I got to get that going because you're not managing time. See, when you manage time, it means that you learn how to prepare. Think about that word, prepare. (laughs) That I am putting the work in early enough, long before the thing is due, long before I have to be there because I understand how significant and important it is to be prepared. I've learned this lesson from the late Dr. Isaac Greggs. He would tell us, if you're on time, you're late. Be in the right place with the right time, at the right time with the right equipment, better to concentrate because it was a philosophy that was drilled in us, came out of discipline, that if you're on time, you're late. What does it look like when you or intentional about managing your time effectively, being before time, meaning that you can show up before time and get something done. What does that mean when you're able to be that effective 
And it means, man, something powerful is going to happen in your life. See, discipline has a lot to do with your focus too, not being distracted, not allowing these little foxes, these things that are pulling you away, these little gnats, all this stuff. You have to be more disciplined than that. You can't swat flies and be disciplined. What am I saying? The story of a young boy in the car, this father, and there's a bee in the car, and the boy's going crazy. He just can't take it. And he starts swatting the bee. And so I say, Daddy, get it, get it, get it. And the dad realizes that if I take my hand off of the steering wheel to actually try to approach and deal with this bee situation, then I could actually cause harm to you, son, and to myself and wreck the vehicle that we're in. You have to know how to prioritize your battles. <laughs> this is how disciplined people operate. Either you're going to spin your days, swatting bees, swatting flies, or you're going to keep your hand on the steering wheel. You're going to keep pushing and moving toward the destiny that God has laid before you. Discipline is big, man. And I want you to know that much is accomplished when we are disciplined, when we are focused. So the first part of this today is I want you to really look at your life, examine your business, examine your practices, examine what you do, and ask yourself, Am I as disciplined as I need to be? Because a disciplined life produces <laughs> extraordinary fruit. There's so much abundance that comes out of discipline. That's why the mutual funds work and the stock market works because it's discipline over time. When you learn this process, man, how to get your routine, how not to deviate from it, how to remain focused, how to create a culture, but we are disciplined and prepared and we steward time and manage it well where it doesn't manage us and we're never running around like chickens with our heads off because we do the work and prepare for it and we show up calm and prepared and confident and courageous because we are disciplined people. If you're going to be effective, your career, the thing you're trying to create and that vision you have, it's going to require discipline. Now, here's the second thing. Discipline, but pride. Not the kind of pride that refers to hubris, meaning not puffed up, arrogant, stuck on self. But I'm talking about the kind of pride that causes you to produce a product of quality and excellence. That I have enough pride in myself that what I produce represents God in a way that he be pleased. This is where pride comes in. Do you have any pride in your work? Do you have any pride in your family name? This is what pride does. It allows you to think about excellence. See, a part of pride here is about the excellence you're trying to produce. You know, excellence is something you have to really teach the people that work for you. Listen to me. Because people bring preconceived notions of what they think excellence really is. For example, imagine. Just for a second, imagine having five of your team in the room with you now. And you did an example. You said, I want you, number one, I want you to bring me a glass of water. Number two, you bring me a glass of water. Number three, bring a glass of water. Number four, bring a glass of water. Number five, bring me a glass of water. Now, they will bring you a glass of water based on their experiences 
on what that should look like. So consequently, number one brings you a bottle of water, sets it in front of you. Number two brings you a bottle of water with a napkin. Number three brings you a glass with a bottle of water opened up, sets the bottle by the glass. Number four pours the water in the glass, leaves the other part half in the bottle, brings you a napkin, sets it before you. Number five pours from a crystal glass, brings a napkin, <laughs> puts a peppermint beside the napkin and never puts the bottle on the table and looks at you and says, if you'd like more, please let me know. Each one of them presented what they thought was excellence. They delivered what they thought was excellence simply because they had not been taught what excellence was because excellence is tied to the expectation of the asker. Meaning if you're asking for something, you have in your mind how it should be delivered. So a part of pride is you have to instill that in the people who work for you. You have to literally walk them through examples like this to help them know what excellence looks like. Because if you don't, you'll get a flyer that they're so proud of and you're looking at it and you're so underwhelmed. You'll get work back that you asked them to do and they're so excited to get it to you. But you're like, wow, wow, like this is like something my, my child could have done because they have in their mind what excellence is, but you have in your mind what you know excellence is. See, excellence and pride is also about exposure. People have never been exposed to anything other than what they've always known. How could they ever understand what you see? So the importance of exposure, where there is no vision, people perish. Where there is no exposure, things erode. There is no way for a person to get better. So a part of getting your team to a place where they can appreciate excellence and have pride in their work is to expose them to where it's happening. Show them others who are doing what they're doing and doing it at a different level and show them the pride tied to it. Show them what customer service looks like. Show them what it looks like when they deliver a product, when they deliver the messaging. Show them this is what the expectation is. Pride. Taking pride also means I invest in it. That I'm willing to put the money into the training. I'm willing to put the money into the organization to make certain that we create a climate and a culture that says we're not only disciplined, but we have enough pride to produce something to the glory of God. If you look over your life at what you've been able to produce, the deliverables you put forward, you think God would be pleased with that? Ask yourself, was it rushed? Was it just something to get done? Or were you doing it because you knew God would be glorified as a result of it? The third thing, the final thing I want to share with you today is this issue of organization. How big is that? Organization, man, is something that I talk about so often because it deals with infrastructure. It deals with building a system that allows you to have pride, allows you to be disciplined. See, if you don't have a strong infrastructure, if you don't dot every I, cross every T, if you don't get to a place where you learn that you cannot expect what you do not inspect. So how then do I create a collaborative model? I talked about this in my book, No Opportunity Wasted, The Art of Execution, right? Developing a collaborative model that helps you build a strong infrastructure to sustain the vision that you have. So often people have visions and we put visions and drop it on people who don't have the capacity to move it along. We don't want your vision, your dream to stay in a place 
you know, of just isolation. We want that thing to move and shift and we want it to come to pass. So let's come out of isolation. Let's come out of ideation and let's go into manifestation. Let's watch this thing come to fruition. Ladies and gentlemen, organization means that I want to make sure my things are compliant. I want to make sure I know how to do business. I'm at the table. I know how to make things happen. One of the worst things that could ever happen to a church or an organization or business is to do raggedy business. If you do raggedy business, you produce raggedy results, and consequently, it will erode the confidence of the people that have engaged and invested in you. I want to challenge you today. I want you to look at your organization and make sure, am I compliant? Do I have all the things necessary to be strong infrastructurally? I talk to pastors all around the country. I share with them. They ask me all the time, what's the secret to Mount Zion's success? And all that y'all are doing, I say it's because we are focused on infrastructure. We try to make sure that we have the proper infrastructure to sustain because that's your foundation. You got to build a tower, but you got to make sure the foundation's strong enough to sustain it. You can't just be all over the place. And so this is why it's so important. Ladies and gentlemen, listen, you got to be organized. Organization is about being organized. It's about being compliant. It's about having your business in order financially, legally, and otherwise. When you have organization, you have the right people around you who are passionate about what you're trying to do. They have a certain culture about them of organization. Now, can you see how this is going? Discipline says that I'm prepared. I'm ready. I've got good character. I've I'm disciplined enough to make good decisions. Pride says that whatever I produce, I'm proud of it because it represents the quality of work that God would be pleased. I, I don't settle for anything beneath what I'm supposed to present. Herein is my Father glorified, John 15 and 8 says that you bear much fruit. That fruit has to be quality fruit, not just something thrown together. An organization is the system that sustains it. It's making certain that I'm not just out here doing stuff and throwing things together, but I really do handle my business. You can be a businesswoman or a businessman and make certain that whatever you produce, whatever you're doing, it's all to the glory of God. I hope that this has blessed you. DPO, Discipline, Pride, and Organization. Do me a favor. In my timeline today, I want you to fill it with discipline, pride, and organization, hashtag DPO. Let me know you were listening to the podcast. I appreciate you more than you ever could imagine. I want you also to make certain that you follow me, follow me, follow me now. Take out your phone and just hit it. Joseph Walker 3, follow me because we have a lot of things that are going to be coming down the pike. I don't want you to miss out on it. Also, I want to encourage you. If you're interested in having us come in to speak to your staff, to your team, to your leaders, know that we are more than ready to do it because we understand now more than ever the importance of making certain that we are leading effectively. In this instance, we have disciplined ourselves, our minds, our jobs. We have pride. We're not going to put something out that's going to embarrass God. And we are organized. Unapologetically, we get infrastructure administration right. I want to thank you so much. You're amazing. Thank you for being a part today. I love each one of you. I'm grateful for you. And I pray God's blessings be upon your life. 
Let me know you were listening. And I thank you so much for being a part of Next Level Leader Podcast. I'm Dr. Joseph Juan Walker III. You be blessed. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's podcast. I want you to subscribe at iTunes, cpnshows.com, or whatever podcasts are downloaded. I also want you to follow me on Instagram at josephwalker3. I look forward to connecting with you.